Hi, and welcome to Your Own Podcast, podcast for the Ontario Animal Health Network, and quick and handy tips for veterinarians on the go. I'm Dr. Melanie Barham, Owen Coordinator. Today we're joined by Dr. Adjoni Verbruge, board-certified veterinary nutritionist and research chair from the Ontario Veterinary College. We're going to be talking about considerations for raw and homemade food diets from a nutritionist perspective. Also, make sure you check out our two podcasts with Dr. Scott Weiss, talking about considerations for raw food diets from an infectious disease perspective. Thanks for joining us, Adroni. So let's jump right in. Um, so when we were talking about um, ways to avoid um, unbalanced diet issues with raw with raw food, um, what are your best recommendations for people who still would really like to feed raw um, and what they can do? Um, what What is really important is that um, in order to make a diet complete and balanced, that you really go with a recipe that is formulated for a specific species. So whether it is a dog or a cat, it has to be designed for that species specifically and also for a specific life stage. Um, so either you formulate a diet for an adult animal or you formulate a diet for an animal that is in gestation, lactation or growth. Like those are two very different situations in life that require very diff- different nutrients. Um, so those would be things... Uh, to look for. Um, That formulation is really something that um, you need a meet qualifications uh, to do so. It's something that is a very specialized thing. Um, So I really recommend you to approach a uh, board-certified veterinary nutritionist Mm -hmm. to actually do that formulation. Um, Through um, websites and books, there's lots of recipes that are available, but there's very, very few that are actually complete and balanced uh, for dogs and cats. Uh, Sometimes they're formulated by people that are very passionate about pet nutrition, but don't necessarily have the credentials or have the knowledge to really make it complete and balanced, or they may not have access to all the informations that board certified uh, nutritionists have, like looking at scientific publications or looking at AFCO requirements and RC requirements, um, things like that. Um, so if you were looking to, um, to institute a raw food diet or you're looking to change your raw food diet, um, would, you, would it be best to uh, go with a commercial one or is it better to... So um, at this point in time, to my knowledge, uh, there's no commercial raw diets that are complete and balanced. Um, also homemade diets, when they're not formulated by a board certified nutritionist, I'm very skeptical whether or not they are complete and balanced. So that would be, would require a very thorough check. So veterinary nutritionists, they have access to computer software where mm-hmm. they can actually check whether a diet is complete and balanced by putting in all the ingredients in the in the system. Um, they can do that for homemade diets. It's much more difficult to do that for commercial diets, to run it in a software because you okay. don't necessarily know the exact ingredients that were used. Um, right. You only have the information that is provided on the label, but you don't necessarily have the proportion of which all the ingredients are added to that food. So it's very hard to actually find out the exact composition. The only way of doing that is laboratory analysis. Okay. Um, some I had some people... Uh, contacting me to formulate um, that wanted to continue feeding a raw diet um, and wanted to continue with the com- with the commercial diet and want me to add things to it in order to make it complete and balanced. Okay. But it's very hard to do so because you don't have the details about that commercial diet. We also okay. sometimes approach companies to inquire more information about their foods, yes. but then either they don't want to give it to us because the information is proprietary 
or they simply don't have the information. Okay. Um, what I find with these commercial um, diets is that often these diets are not consistent from batch to batch, and that's also okay. one of the reasons that they cannot always provide us oh, I see. So the they're information. Maybe sourcing, they're sourcing ingredients from yeah. different places yes. or what have you. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, so if we do... Um, um, a raw food diet with my computer software I can know exactly what kind of vitamins and minerals to supplement mm-hmm. to make it um, complete and balanced um, yeah and then laboratory analysis is definitely like a step higher up if you really want to test um, for um, specific deficiencies okay. in nutrients so Adroni one of the things that um, that often comes up with this discussion about um, the difference between commercial food and a homemade or um, raw food diet is um, is the like the, the ingredients that might go in mm-hmm. so if you're doing a so what tell me a little bit about how um, how we actually what meat what meat and what food actually goes into Pet yeah. food, commercial pet food. Yeah. So for there is when it comes to pet nutrition, there's not a lot of like legislation in Canada, but we do have legislation in Canada for animal feeds, and pet food falls under the Animal Feed okay. Act. Um, so there it is regulated what type of ingredients can go into the pet food. So that means that every meat ingredient has to come from a healthy animal. Um, that it's and the meat has the carcass has to be veterinary inspected. Okay. Um, of course, there is a difference between human grade and non-human grade. So if you look at a chicken, for example, a carcass of a chicken, um, parts of that chicken will go to human food consumption. So I think about the fillet, think about the drumsticks, the things breasts, like that. that kind of um, but then what about the heads, the neck? The feet. Um, In some countries, those are delicacies. Um, But here in Canada, I don't think there's a big market for that in in the human uh, food um, chain. Um, So those things would go to the pet food industry. Are they're inspected in the same plant. Yes, then that... they're inspected in the same. So the the slaughtering happens in the same, and the inspection happens in the same plant. It just leaves a separate door. And the moment it is not intended for human consumption, it gets that sticker. But not necessarily. But yeah, it gets a sticker byproduct, and it also gets a sticker non-edible, okay. uh, which seems a bit like. It seems very both are like byproduct and non-edible are very negative words, but it really just means that it's something that doesn't go to humans. It goes okay. to animals, but it comes from the same healthy veterinary inspectors. Right. Animals. So it doesn't include things like feces or, no. you know, intestines no. and things like that. Uh, no. Um, so feces are definitely not included in, right. in pet foods. Um, also, sometimes you hear about... Um, Roadkill, for example, okay. uh, that is something that cannot. Um, so some people may think that byproducts consist of roadkill. That can simply not happen. If that happens, it's against the law. It's adulteration. Right. Um, so that is like in uh, the U.S. There has been a recent recall on uh, because there was pentobarbital that occurred yes. as a contamination in pet food. Um, that can only happen when there's really euthanized animals being used into pet for pet food production. That's against the law. Um, so euthanized animals cannot enter a CFIA slaughtering house. Right. Um, so that must be something that I don't know. 
it's it's adulter- adulteration. It's not something that could that if that occurs, it's against the law. Okay. Um, and raw food companies that are accessing this meat as well yeah. could be using can be using the same meat as mm-hmm. well. So yeah. Um, so, uh, no matter if it's a canned food, a dry foods or a raw food, food as commercial. long as it's commercial, uh, they have to follow the same, um, CFIA reg- regulations, okay. um, when it comes to using ingredients in pet foods. Okay. So um, if you were an owner that was concerned about, um, eating only, you know, your dog eating only, um, human grade food or human yeah. con- food that's fit for human consumption, um, that would be a question you should ask of your pet food, of your raw food company as well, because just because it says chicken doesn't mean that it's necessarily... Yeah, so um, they would have to follow the, the definitions for chicken versus chicken, chicken byproducts. Um, so chicken would include um, anything that also, like really looking at a roasted chicken, that would include everything mm-hmm. that's is considered chicken according to the chicken definition. Okay. Um, the parts of the chicken that are not there anymore is really so the head, the feet, uh, the neck, uh, the tail. Well, the tail is sometimes still there. Um, organ meats okay. isn't there either. So that would be considered byproducts. Okay. But both have really good quality and bad quality. Sure. Um, if you look at chicken, I think everybody likes the filet and the drumsticks. Um, the tights, the wings, um, but then the backbone is not really something that we would eat ourselves, but it's still part of that chicken definition. Okay, um, so it's both good and bad quality. Yeah. Looking at the byproduct definition, um, the head, the feet, the neck, we don't like that. Um, right. That's There's too much bone in there. That's really uh, bad quality. Um, but then the organ meat is a byproduct as well. Okay. And organ meat, like the gizzards, the liver, um, those are really good quality. The heart, those are really good quality meat sources, very high okay. quality protein um, that are definitely used in a lot of raw diets um, as well. Uh, I think organ meat is very much appreciated in raw diets. I think a lot of people are also giving uh, chicken necks, mm-hmm. um, which is not really safe when it comes to um, the bones that are splintering and perforations that can occur along the GI tract. Um, but th- those are things that are often given as part of raw meat, as part of raw meat diets. Okay. Mm-hmm. But those are really That's byproducts by according okay. to the definition. That's actually a really interesting uh, conversation because I just didn't, you know, you really don't consider what that might be. Mm-hmm. But when you read the word byproduct, it yep. sounds like that might be not very good. Yeah. Um, um, that's interesting to know yeah. kind of what the, where the regulations yeah. sit So that. byproducts really doesn't mean anything else than a secondary product yeah. um, in the production of something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking here at production of meat for human consumption. So when they're producing a chicken fillet or when they're producing the chicken drums, everything what is left over will be called a byproduct. And that comes from the same animals that are healthy and veterinary inspected. Gotcha. Now that's great to know. And it's good Mm -hmm. to know that they're in the same plants as the food that we eat um, if you are a meat consumer. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us today, Adroni. Be sure to tune in for part two where we continue our discussion with uh, with Dr. Verbruge. Also make sure you check out our podcasts with Dr. Scott Weiss talking about considerations for raw food diets from an infectious disease perspective.